start the podcast now, and I'd like to welcome everyone to the Non-League Podcast. This is episode 124. Uh, apologies for the last couple of weeks that have been missed. Uh, holidays, oh sorry, uh, I don't want to call them holidays because James and I had words about that. It's Kristen Smith sitting in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Ian <laughs> Bracknell Barcher, it's uh, me, James Barsby. Uh, got one year on the podcast and two hours on uh, Gander Green Lane at the minute. And just up the M4, it's me, Rob Overfield, who's also got eyes and frantically supporting Sutton at the same time, like 95% of this country. 5% of them are It's not something I, uh, I think that's really true, that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm we're recording on Skype today because we had a special uh, guest uh, who will feature in the program later on. Uh, it's Mark from um, Pitch Hero, uh, the founder. Uh, ten years they've been running. I think that was one of the surprising facts for me uh, with them. But uh, a big surprise, I was on vacation uh, in Estonia last week and I went down to the hotel bar because we've been out, it was our last day there on Saturday, and saw an advert for Burnley versus Lincoln City. So I took the opportunity to watch the actual game, the whole game, um, in the FA Cup. And the bar lady looked rather strange over me and Liv and the kids when uh, Riggett scored. The, she, were, she thought we were a bit mad, as she'd never heard of Lincoln. <laughs> But uh, for those who don't know, what have you been doing? Um, Lincoln City became the first club in 103 years to be from the proper amateur leagues of non-league to make it to the quarter-finals. And I think, James, you came up with a bigger conspiracy theory than even I do uh, about uh, the draw that happened yesterday, which, once again, why is the draw happening before the actual round has finished? It really annoys me, because now Sutton know what they need to have to do um, to overcome Arsenal, uh, which, unfortunately, I, I think it's 1-0 to Arsenal at the moment, which is, isn't good. But uh, how's it all go, James, for an in, in-depth report? Uh yeah, I mean they they're holding their own pretty well, so and I mean it was um it was a goal from uh, is it Lucas, I think, uh, for Arsenal. He kinda of cut in from the right and then hit it with his left foot and it just yeah, I think it was like a cross come shot and it just Walcott tried to get a touch on it and it, he missed it and it just deceived the keeper and went in at the far post. It's a really unfortunate goal that separates them at the minute. But they they're giving a good account of themselves. Um they're not being dominated, that's for sure. Uh, they're not create, creating an awful lot, but while it's still only one nil, you know, I mean, you saw it against Leeds in the last round. You know, you, I mean, I know they were a much better team, but a penalty could come out of nowhere and they could be right back in it. So they're not being overawed and they're not being outplayed. They, they're definitely holding their own against a team. I think is it 105 places separate them at the minute in the football pyramid. So it's um, it's some achievement. And you you've said about the um. The conspiracy theory, yeah. So, obviously, as Lincoln, for, uh, first non-league club through in, what was it, 103 years, um, although you you said the word amateur there, I mean, Lincoln is still full-time, so it's, <laughs> you know, it's not. <laughs> it's, um, but, yeah, so the winners of this Sutton Arsenal game will um, host Lincoln, I think it is. Yeah, it is Lincoln, the away team, isn't it? Um mm. 
But it, it was just a bit weird because they always have the camera underneath the uh, the the ball where the balls are on the draw. Um, and just to be fair, the draw, all right, it was before this match, but at least it wasn't on the one show. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, when they were going around the balls, they, we've always had conspiracy theories, haven't we, about the balls being warmed up and everything. And it, it just seemed when they got down to the last three or four, they were kind of dodging around the balls, picking the specific ones out. To, um, it almost looked like they were trying to set up Sutton, uh, Lincoln v Sutton. But um, yeah, who am I to say, to say that? <laughs> Um, well, you've actually touched on a subject that actually I found rather curious. Those of you who read the non-league paper will have um, seen um, a letter a couple of weeks ago basically claiming that Lincoln City are not a non-league club for the simple fact A, they're still a full-time, still full-time professionals. And it's sparked off a great debate as this, you know, what does constitute a non-league club? But, you know, Lincoln have earned their time, you know, in the, in the sixth round. They weren't the chance. Looks like they're going to play Arsenal. That's going to be an interesting match again. So, you know, it's been one of the better non uh, FA Cup competitions that they've been for a few years. And it's basically brought, you know, the country's attention to the clubs that are outside the Football League. And if it brings one or two people back into the stadium to watch the game, just out of curiosity, that's fine with me. It, if it takes something like this, then it takes something like this to get the players, get the fans back. As far as I'm concerned, credit to Sutton, credit to Lincoln, but the, but it isn't over yet, not by a long shot. I mean, I, w- I would have to level one little criticism at Sutton, and that's the um, the whole sponsorship on the front of the shirt thing. I mean, I mean they're making enough. Money. I mean, I think the TV coverage from this game alone is two hundred around about two hundred fifty thousand. So to to sell out and put put the newspaper betting company on on the front of their shirt instead of the local sponsor that sponsored them all season and beyond, it, so it's, a, it's a bit tacky. You know, it, it smacks of the uh, the old Wembley FC thing from a few years ago when they had like Nigeria and you know, yeah. legends of the game playing for them. It just it's a. It, it's, as I say, it's a, it's a little bit tacky. I mean, take nothing away from their achievement; it's fantastic. But you know, they're making an awful lot of money as it is from this cup run. They had they had the last game was on TV as well, and you know, surely, surely they're making enough money on this that they don't need to do a stunt like that. But you know, oh, all credit to them, and I'm still hoping to get this. Uh, they could, if they could get a replay, it'd be incredible, wouldn't it? They weren't the only club to do that because Lincoln aren't sponsored by Vanarama. Although that's what was on their shirts on Saturday. Oh, I didn't see the game. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't they, read anything they, about they, that. Is that right? They do exactly the same, apart from Vanarama were the ones who uh, put their names on Lincoln's shirt. And uh, <clears throat> the local sponsor actually said, no, as long as we're on the shirt, so they went on the back, and they allowed uh, Lincoln to make some more revenue from this. But the Was it on the BBC? It, um, the Lincoln game? I don't know because I was in Estonia, so I was watching. <laughs> I was watching on Viasat Baltic, so I don't know. I was just wondering because I was just wondering if if that was Vanarama's way of getting around the fact that maybe the BBC wouldn't have said they were from the Vanarama nationally because of, you know, the uh, sort of like product placement type thing. Because obviously um, BBC aren't advertising, so I was just wondering if that was Vanarama's way of of getting the maximum exposure. But they used to call it the Vauxhall during a game when it was Vauxhall Conference. You always used Did to say you? that, yeah. They did. Yes, they did. They, they did. did. Yeah. yeah. It was just a theory, but you know. Well, 
it might be in a half-baked one. <laughs> there's, there's, there's two things to say, because um, obviously, Rob, you raised the point about is, is Lincoln a non-league club? Well, yes, because the definition is a club outside the... Uh, the 19th, and, they, and they have been there for a while as well. True, and, yeah. But are they run like a non-league club? No. They're still run like a league club. And it looks, it, depending on what happens after the cup run, because they are top of the conference uh, at the moment, they're top of the National League. And they've got... Oh, chance. Well. I'll take oh, it as a sorry. chance. <laughs> I'll take it as a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Arsenal goalkeeper David Ospina, he just passed it to a certain player on the edge of the box and he drilled it wide. You mean just like what happened uh, oh. to Bayern Munich last week? Yeah, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, that's a guiltless chance. He can't miss chances like that. So, I mean, what is he doing there? He's passed it out looking for one of his defenders on the edge of the box and it goes straight to a certain player and it's about there's about four, four certain players and... You know, in and around the box, and he's gone and drilled it wide, and oh, that was a big, big chance. Well, just we can't to try and keep this for posterity. Uh, we can't uh, obviously do a full commentary of the match. <laughs> but the other thing, from from my perspective, the other thing was a conspiracy theory, which I, I mentioned in our little WhatsApp group. I said that's only me that comes up with that sort of thing, because my. My question, my my theory was, is it that the FA want they want to get to non-league clubs in the quarterfinals to ensure that w there is a non-league club in the semi-final, and is that that way of their only way that they can see to promote the game uh, against the uh, Premier League clubs, which uh, which would be one way of doing it because you think they're making hundreds of thousands of pounds through sponsorship, through TV, uh, through gate receipts. Because um, you think if a, a replay or even Lincoln uh, in the next round, if they go down to the Emirates, it still will be a crap atmosphere, but at least there'll be 60,000 people there. Uh, all paying match day prices of £175. So Lincoln a minute is after that. And it is going to be one of those things that is going to help them financially, but it also could be one of those things that we saw plenty of times with the FA Cup bounce. They lose, and then the season goes to pot. Because it wasn't a few beginning of the season when there was numbers of points for Forest Green who were reined in and moved on. So... It's been great this year. Has brought some of the magic back. Uh, although, have they chosen which? Um, have they confirmed that Manchester United will be on TV yet again uh, next time? I know I'm breaking up. I have a huge problem <laughs> um, at the moment. It's, it's very. It's very uh, yeah, I mean, Man United will be on. TV, obviously, um, because they're Man United, and TV, but they drew Chelsea as well, so it's obviously going to be be on the telly. Um, and to be fair, I think all four will be uh, whatever whatever happens. So, uh, you know, all four quarterfinals will be on the telly, I imagine. And for Lincoln, that's just going to be absolutely minted if they, if it is Arsenal at the end of trial. Because they'll get the best part of a million pounds just from the gate receipts, and then they'll be 
what, 400,000 from TV money, something like that, on top of what they've already earned. I mean, it sets um, and they've got a decent budget, but this is going to secure them financially for for a good few seasons yet. And, you know, and it's, let's not forget as well, I mean, we say that Lincoln are full-time, so they're not, not technically a non-league club, but I think it's 14 out of the 24 teams in the National League are... Um, Professional, so it, it, it's very, it's very much League Three now. Is that division? It's, um, you know, it's very much Division Five, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a good. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just got to half time at Gander Green Lane. And it's one nil to Arsenal, so it's, it's still alive. Which I think, if you offered one nil to Arsenal to any Sutton fans before the game, you know, if you said it'd be one nil at half time, I think they'd snap your hand off. <laughs> but then again, you know, in this situation. The- know that it takes one chance one half seconds loss of concentration like we nearly saw a few minutes ago and they are right they are right in it you know if that if that the goal hadn't gone in you know if the keeper hadn't been deceived the way he was with the run of the ball then you'd still be at nil nil and you'd be thinking you know this game is even more wide open than it's you know it still is but hmm, I would hope whatever windfall Lincoln have made from this uh, from this cup run, they don't go and uh, do stupid things with it. I hope they actually put it into the infrastructure of the club. You know, I'm sure there's play, there's parts of Sinsel Bank that do need do need some um, doing some work on them, do need some maintenance, and it'd be hoped that they could use it for that instead of you know you can put it into the player budget, but then again once that once the money's gone, you're back to the playing budget you have now. And it'll drop a little, you know. The quality will drop a little. So I hope that Lincoln, what money they do, you know, make of it, and it'll be, you know, they do they put some work in, into Sinsel Bank, do it, sort out, you know, something to do with the pitch, perhaps put um, under soil heating in. You know, they've got the money now to be able to do that, and it would, you know, it would basically set the club up for, you know much longer than what it would put in the playing budget you know it's it's hope that's what they'll do but we shall see over the long run whether they actually decide to go that route or not hopefully they will there were there were issues um a few well, i think it was probably 18 months ago with one of their main stand sponsors pulling out um, we spoke about it on the podcast so hopefully they will be able to take it and move that in um but I want to move on from the FA Cup, and we're going to go for a slightly shorter um, program this week, simply because this hotel has some of the worst uh, connections I've got uh, for a while, and also we're having to record on Skype, and the the reason we recorded on Skype is because we had the founder, Mark Fletcher, from Pitch Hero, and uh, let's just have a listen to what he had to say. Uh, so this week we have a special guest with us. Uh, we have Mark, who is the founder of Pitch Hero, who I don't know if everybody who follows the podcast knows that I, I will challenge him on a couple of things, like automating videos. But uh, really, Pitch Hero is something that's been really immense for us. And they've just secured £3 million worth of investment to uh, move forward with the non-league game because of... Of all of the companies I know, they're the only ones who are really pushing ahead and trying to 
promote the, the non-league more than uh, the FA even are. So it's good to have you on, Mark. Thanks. Thanks very much for that one. Welcome. It's good to be here. So we, we do have, obviously, as we know, we've got James and Rob here as well. So we're just going to devote uh, the first part of the programme to uh, talking to Mark about this secure, the, the, the new investment that they've got and the ideas for the Northern League, um, the Northern Premier League. And so really from, from, for me, I would like to start back at the beginning before that because Pitch Your Hero has been around for nearly 10 years now. And... Uh, yeah, it's approaching that. Yeah, so what what gave you the motivation to start such a a revolutionary platform for non-league clubs? Well, it started off back at university. I was at Loughborough, my co-founder, John, he was at um, Nottingham doing physics, and we were trying to come up with ideas, trying to come up with web ideas to start. Neither of us had great um, hopes to rush out and get a job. And um, we fancied having a go at something. And we were both playing a lot of sports. We were both using lots of, of terrible sports websites where we couldn't find the information and, and we couldn't communicate and nothing was being updated. So at the same time as well, I think YouTube just got landed and Facebook was there and MySpace was there and all these <coughs> platforms that were coming out, social platforms that were coming out that were making it much easier to communicate. And they were bringing people together of similar, um, you know, similar likes and tastes. And, and MySpace was like this great place for music. So we thought, wouldn't it be great to sort of create some kind of shared platform for sport? And the more we did that, the more we delved into it, we realized that actually what you need to do is provide a platform for the clubs. And then if you could link all those club websites together, you could create one platform that they all use and all shared. And then you can network them all by their fixtures, by their league table, by their stats and results, and have them chatting and communicating across it. And that's where it came from, really. You know, I, I remember years ago, I think Wakefield SC was one of the first non-league football clubs that we ever got using the platform and trying to sell it to them uh, in an office um, just outside Leeds. And, and it's kind of snowballed from there. Um, and right now, football is about 40, 45% of the platform with non-league football particularly strong. We're, we're looking to work with the EvoStick MPL, EvoStick Southern and, and uh, the Ryman League and have great relationships with, with all three of those leagues. Um, but we go all the way down the pyramids, all the way down to Combine Counties and further right down to Sunday League and junior football, um, all across the UK, from you know Welsh football, Scottish football, and Irish football, and then we also have a big following across uh, uh, rugby union, rugby league, cricket, and hockey as well. And that's a key thing. We, we have this sort of shared platform across all lots of different sports, which gives us a critical mass to, to produce um, the product and keep the product hopefully moving forward and improving all the time. And that's where we've got to with play after years of battling video and trying to figure out how we can get a really good video solution that was low cost and that worked um, for clubs, for, for non-league clubs and grassroots clubs. We finally, uh, about a year in development, come out with Pitch Hero Play. Um, and that's what we're trialing right now with the uh, EvoStick MPL. Um, and that's why one of the reasons why we were able to secure the funding which we raised just before Christmas. Well, that, that's one of the things I think um, we'll probably focus on a lot because for me, the only thing that I used to uh, really drive me insane, I remember having a little moan about it one time, was when it's autoplay video ads really bug me. Um, yeah. They, yeah. And I know uh, you used to do that. You don't do them the, the same now, so I'm, I'm really glad for that because, like you say, there's so many clubs now, um, and for someone like myself and for the team here who we follow the non-league game and we want to find out about a player or a 
of news or information about a club, having the structure of the website is the same for me means that we can come up with a topic and we can move our topics along and while we're doing that we can still be researching and going through and finding uh, the information across a, across like you say a platform but james one of the one of the things you wanted to raise yep. was uh, about the, uh, the the new video in the play yeah so it, it sounds like a, a brilliant idea i was just um just wondering so is it a case of um the clubs filmed their own highlights and then upload them uh, straight away, or you know, so it's ver- it's instant for for followers. Or yeah, they... so to explain how it works, we use a, we use a Samsung camera phone that has a mixture of Android software, a bit like an Android phone, really. Um, and we have a, a piece of software and app that sits on that that phone. You're you're videoing the game using your optical camera. Uh, and you're recording the entire game. So at the end of the game, it's like your full 90 minutes like you normally would on any other camera. But the beauty of using these cameras is they have this great bit of software that as you're filming it, when something happens, like a goal or a shot on goal or a great tackle or you know even a red card or a yellow card, you can tap the screen on the back of the phone and you can select what the event was. So you select goal. It then loads up the players' names that have been added from the team selection. You hit the player name. And in about 90 seconds, the software has packaged up that clip, packaged up the stats, and using the SIM card in the phone, they sent them straight to the Pichero platform. And then in about another 30 seconds later, we sent them back out to the club website, to the league website, and to people's mobile apps that are using Pichero as well. So all in all, it takes about 90 seconds to get it from the pitch side, from the event happening, on the Pichero system, to or back on the club website and the league website. And if you're at the game and you've got the Pichero app on your phone and your phone will vibrate, you'll be able to open the app scroll down to the result, take the result, and you'll be able to see the clip and watch it there. And we've had people from all over the world watching these clips. People on holiday that are, you know, that are watching Farsi Celtic on the side of the bar in Cape Town, all, all these great stories. Um, so that's how it works. It kind of works on a mobile system, um, a bit like you know, sending a video clip to your friends or family or anything like that. And it does that, but we does it in this, in this really clever piece of software that also records the whole game. Um, um, and, and it clips all the events and clips all the videos as well. So that means at the end of the game, you maybe have 10 or 12 clips uh, of all the highlights of the game, and then we instantly stitch them all together, and then you have your four or five-minute highlights straight away of the game. And that's really important, because when we're researching video, one of the things that everyone complains about with video is just the post-processing after a game. You know, you spend all that time recording a game, but then somebody has to spend two hours editing it, clipping it, uploading it somewhere. With this, it all happened in real time by the cameraman. Um, and then, you know, by the time it's finished, all the tips are live. There's no more work to do. He, he can head to the bar and get himself a lot of time. I, I, I wish it was around... Wow, that that sounds like an amazing... It sounds like an amazing piece of software. Sorry, James. I can just vouch for the two hours, three hours post-game, <laughs> trying to actually make a highlights package. So pushing a, a couple of buttons. Yeah. Like you say, James, it's amazing. Yeah, it does sound like an um, amazing piece of software that that deserves, you know, deserves to get to as wide an audience as possible. But it's, it, I mean, how long has it taken to uh, to develop this this software and this whole Pichero platform? Yeah, it's taken a while. We probably started messing around with playing the video well over a year ago now, trying to figure it out how we can move it around. Um, the hardest thing now is hardware. Um, we've got to get the right kind of camera equipment. So at the moment, the camera equipment we're using. It's got an okay zoom, but 
you know, the good old British weather, if the light's pretty dark or it's a night game or anything like that, the, 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 it's good enough for digital and it's good enough for phones and online, but it's not broadcast quality. And one thing that we want absolutely is to be able to create and generate broadcast, broadcast quality video clips um, because the local media are really interested in these sorts of video clips. So we're working really hard on the hardware and trying to get hold of better camera equipment um, so we can get much higher quality clips. But the key thing is also being able to mix that with the mobile element so that, you know, as soon as that camera takes that clip, that 30-second clip of that great goal, we can have it online within 90 seconds. Because that's the key thing. It's all about speed. You know, with Twitter and, and all the other social media, you know, everyone sees the goals within hours of the game happening. So it's all about getting them online as fast as possible and getting them out to the fans. So right now we're working with about 30 cameramen, our own picture cameramen that we're putting into NPL games. Um, on average, we're videoing between 18 and 20, 24 games a weekend. I think we have 18 on Saturday. Um, but we're hoping to get back up to sort of 70, 80% of games in the Eversic NPL this, this season. And the right level of traction and the right level of views from across the picture and network, but also across the local media, um, then hopefully we'll look to roll it out across other leagues as well. Um, and we have lots of interest, not just from football, not just in England, but uh, you know, across Scotland and Wales, and also lots of other sports as well at a national and a regional level. So it's an exciting time. And, and the other key point I was raised there was, was that this is all about local media. So a lot of the local newspapers uh, and their websites are owned by a couple of firms like Trinity. Here in the north, you have Johnson Press and these news quests. And they, those guys can all take this content straight into their CRM piece. So if they're writing a match report that evening about a great Farsi Celtic game or a Google game, you know, or, or a Romford SC game. Um, they can pull out those video clips that are already in their system and they can embed those goals straight away in their articles as well. And that's great. That's great for the game. Uh, it can potentially hopefully produce a revenue stream for the league uh, and it boosts the profile uh, and awareness of the club in the local community. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a real innovation in um, sort of like broadcasting highlights and things. Um, so, I mean, how. How uh, responsive have other leagues been? So obviously now with the National League, they're you know they're sort of covered by BT Sport. So I'm assuming that they're kind of, that the uh, Van Rama National are kind of out of reach at the minute. Um, but in future, possibly, this, possibly this, this sort of thing should be you know this sort of thing should be in <laughs> everywhere. It sounds amazing. It, it really should be you know, yeah. in, the, in the league and even in the Premier League. And it it sounds like a fantastic bit of kit. Well, we, we hope to get out to the main leagues. Possible. Um, the key thing with, with, with any, when you're doing a broadcast is actually the cost of putting a, a film crew in there to, to do filming and cross processing. With the beauty of the picture of play, it really reduces those costs. So we think we can get into all the leagues right up to the semi pro professional level um, and that can produce instant highlights. Because a lot of the games, the National League, I think some are filmed. There's one, there's one game that's live a week and there's the premiere of films, but Perhaps the North and the Sound aren't filmed as much, and they're certainly not pushing clips that can go out instantly. Um, so we'd love to scale this up um, and have a product that's, all, that's just about broadcast quality. And if we can do that, then we can absolutely, hopefully, move into a lot of semi-pro leagues across the UK, across multiple sports. But what we're also building lower down, because this play equipment has, you know, specialist equipment, as it were, with, with a bit of an investment. We're also making a sort of play light mode that sits within the play app that anyone can access and anyone can use at any time. So if you're at a game, whether you're a player, parent, supporter, or you're under 12, or your daughter plays, you can pull out your phone from Pachira, you can make a, 
a quick video clip and you can tag that straight to a fixture and sum it up for, your, for the rest of the players and parents to view as well. So it's going both ways. We're trying to get a high-quality broadcast-ready solution that we can take up to the semi-pro level and also you know, more of a, a light version that's, that's easy to use, that's really instant, that we can take right down the grassroots level. Well, just, um, just to pull this back to you, uh, Rob is actually a, the press officer at Hampton um, who are in the Vanarama mm-hmm. South. I know, Jay, uh, Rob, that you used to have um, a relationship with uh, another sports broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, you used to have a relationship with another sports broadcaster, but what's, what sort of attraction would this be for something at Hampton to make your life a bit easier when you have your controversial goals uh, like you had <laughs> uh, last week? Yes, I have to admit it was an idea that... Um, really think probably was um due its time um yeah i mean it's one of the it's one of the one of the issues that we found is actually getting people to you know to actually do the filming side of it Um, and that's always been an issue with us because we haven't got the volunteers to be able to you know put their hand up and say yes i'll do it so you know this might interest a few people just the ease of use and the simplicity which it uh, you know which can all be put for everybody to see within minutes of the game ending um yeah i have to uh, i have to admit as the club web one of the club webmasters as well yeah we found that well i personally have found that um the platform that the have provided um is actually you know very, very you know consider this a compliment mark it was very, it's very easy to use um, and you know, it's it's. I, th- I think the time was right for for this development with Pichero play, and um, yeah. you know, it's just a case of we've just got you know at Hampton, we've just got to find somebody who would do it, and you know as well as I do that people don't volunteer unless they can avoid it. So yeah, I yeah, admit, so it's, it's one of those. Things. Yeah, where we are with that, you know, volunteers, you know, every club is an enormous army out there, these phenomenal volunteers that are already stretched and each year almost more and more work is put on their shoulders. And we found that. That was one of the things that, you know, the obstacles we had coming into clubs. Um, and the, the only way we've got around that is to have our own army almost of cameramen that we operate and we pay ourselves. Um, and so each week we, we have the best part of 30 cameramen and we line them up to their local games and we send them off fully trained for, you know, with the equipment and the way they go. Mm. I think that's where we'll have to get to next season. You know, if we want to get into other leagues, then we'll try and get out there and recruit more and more cameramen. Who and, and it's funny when you see these cameramen. Sometimes it's a press officer, sometimes it's a volunteer at the club, but often it's just a fan. You know, who goes along mm. and now he goes along, earns a bit of money, has a couple of beers, and gets to play with some cool kit, and and gets to mess around with videos <laughs> and tech, and and you know he, he really loves it. Um, and they're really involved. So you're right that the volunteer, you know, these volunteers are already doing a huge amount of work. Um, we see the solution as, as running uh, our own cameraman. And the way we get, the way we can do that is if we can get the high quality video content in there um, with better equipment, then we can syndicate that content to local media, to even you know the ICV channels and the, and the sports mm. channels, and they will start picking it up and start showing these highlights if it arrives, you know, it's broadcast quality and it's edited for and ready to go. So, you know, you, we're constantly, it's always felt like with video the last 10 years, it's like a, a chicken and egg situation. You know, one minute you're waiting for 
uh, the camera quality to improve and you're waiting for the price to go down and you're waiting for broadband to improve and you're waiting for your SIM card to improve. And it's constantly this battle. And now we're, we're in this battle now where we're just improving the hardware and then hopefully ramping up to get a, a whole army of picture of cameramen out there on a Saturday and a Tuesday night capturing this fantastic content. Mm. Yeah, I have to admit, you know, well, there's been talk at Hampton, you know, since we lost the um, relationship with the guys who did it previously, We've had a lot of people asking, and you know, if it ever came to it, you know, it's one of those things that I think at our level in the national in the National League South that would be popular and would be really well appreciated. So, if it can get to yeah. that level, if it get to that level, I think there's a market there, and I think there's a lot of interest yeah. out there from clubs that can't, you know, don't necessarily have the resources to do it themselves, but. The yep. interest is there among the supporters who can't make games who are overseas. I mean, at Hampton, we've got we've got supporters in Australia, Germany, and every every which corner of the world. Some some weeks, so you know, there's definitely interest there. And as you said, it's just actually getting the equipment, you know, up to that standard that it can be used by a wider market. Because Hampton, we've lost yeah, our, our our local our local newspaper. Because they, 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 it's part of NewsQuest, and in London they've stopped yeah. doing the sports coverage. Yeah, it's a case of there's yeah. no, there's next to no sports coverage from the NewsQuest papers in our area. And if we want to get anything in them, we have to do it ourselves. So yeah, know. that's exactly what we found. Yeah, mm. you've got you've got to pretty much edit it out, slice it out, ready to mm. press a button. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the more you can do that, the more you can offer into a place. And we're syndicating this content right there in the control panel, so all they have to literally do is just say yes, show that video. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's you know that's the work you've got to do to be able mm. to get the, the media to take your content and to publicise your club. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's been um, it's an amazing development for me because uh, I I filmed Trinity Games for. A, a good while and I was editing and <laughs> trying to do everything and it's uh, some I think the hardest one was trying to run the Twitter feed at the same time as filming the match itself that was that was a difficult one mm. sorry I'm, it looks like I've got <laughs> a problem on the microphone that's better let's try to get a bit louder um, so as far as I'm concerned I think we've um, I've got an exciting time coming and we, we should be able to uh, hopefully you can hear me alright because I can't hear myself now I'm looking at the recording, it seems very low, so as I was saying, I think that's absolutely brilliant for me after recording for a number of years at Trinity, it's, it's then amazing that we've got this technology which would make my life so much easier, because uh, when you're the cameraman and you're the editor, you then spend probably six, seven hours trying to get everything sorted and it's a race to get the highlights up yeah. as quick as possible and so being able to do this would be great and I think it's exciting times for Mark. Three million pound investment is a fair chunk in the non-league game. I'm sure that uh, the uh, FA would like to spend some money like that in the non-league game but they appear not to. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's credit for, for, for me as far as that's concerned as well. Mm. But it's been really great having you on, Mark. I thank you very much for uh, giving up your Monday evening to record this. Uh, if you could sort out a podcasting app um, or some way of getting the, uh, mm, the yeah. internet in this hotel yeah, exactly. to be slightly better, then my life will be a lot easier. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let the boys know tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
much. Mark. Thank you very much, Mark. Talking to you. All right. Cheers, Cheers Mark. Thank Cheers, you. Mark. Cheers. Good night. Cheers. Bye. So that, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, the little interview there with Mark Fletcher. It's exciting times for me, and especially with somebody who travels around so much, can't get to see the local teams, can't get to see as much on league as I want to. Um, it will be great seeing this almost instant replay, instant um, highlights. And uh, it means that when we have the controversial goal, like uh, Hampton... Uh, a couple of games ago where two players claimed it, two players shouted for it, and so nobody could tell. We could have had a couple of angles. Uh, but uh, I don't know. How was the the games over the weekend for you guys? I'll let you go on that one, Rob. <laughs> Do you really want to? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Hampton, Hampton had a, uh, one of the favourite places to, to visit. And I'm saying that with gritted teeth because it is definitely <laughs> not a favourite place for the Hampton to go. They were away at East Thurrock United, a venue we've never done well in over the years. And on Saturday, it was continued. First half, you would think that East Thurrock were, you know, were Lincoln City and Hampton were Dog and Dog third. That's how it seemed to be in the first half. And, um, you know, it ended up, you know, But um, I think the manager Alan Dawson is thinking of bringing in a bringing in a chippy, so we can b- block up the goals every match. Because <laughs> no matter where we go in the thirty odd games we've played, I think thirty odd games we've played in the um, in the National League South, we've had three clean sheets in thirty games. <laughs> we, we need a bit of work, and um, he knows it, but. Nothing seems to be working at the moment, so and win as well. Can't win that. And that's what the problem I'm suffering at the moment. I just had two and a half seconds of absolute silence. <laughs> I had a bit more than that, I think. No, so it wasn't it wasn't me at my end, it was Rob, was it? Mm, can't be me. I talk forever. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. I had I had complete silence there when Rob was talking. Oh, you've oh. been lucky then. You've been lucky. <laughs> I heard I heard about the chi- I heard about the chippy, and then that was it. About blocking. Up the I know he kept, he kept he kept going after that, but when he finished his report, he went silent for me. Um, but yeah, uh, down this way, Bracknell Town had a had a big game at home against Slackwell Heath. Um, they were the top two going into the match. Uh, um, it finished 1-1 um, and Thame United took advantage of that because they won 3-0 at Haimur uh, Ibis, I think it was. So Thame United have gone top on 62 points. Flackwell Heath are on 61 and Bracknell are on 60. But Bracknell Ooh. have games in hand on both of them. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a three-way title race at the minute because um, fourth place are eight points behind. So it's a three-way... T- uh, it's going, be, it's going to be really, really good. But as I say, Bracknell have got one game in hand on Thame and three on Flackwell Heath, so it's still in their own hands. Um, but it'd be, it'd be nice for them to go up when they've got the um, the new pitch and the new ground this season. Uh, it'd be a nice way to celebrate that. And I reckon they'd be interested in that pitch hero player, to be honest, as well. I think there are, there are lots of clubs that are going to be interested in that. I think it's a, a great idea. Um as I say, I would like to apologise for some of the sound quality this week. Um, my hotel uh, is around the corner 
from Montmartre in uh, central Paris and I think the the roads and the uh, old telephone lines probably can't hack this very well so I'm going to have to call it a night and say Rob where can we uh, see you out there on the internet well I'm still out there on Twitter with that get to be infamous handle um, which I'm sure listeners don't need to be reminded of um Hopefully, thinking of a subject for a new, um, a new blog post. Hopefully, trying to think of new content for the um, No Therapy fanzine, which I seem to have dropped into. And tomorrow night, you'll see Rob down at Beverly watching the joys of a Middlesex Senior Cup semi-final against those wonderful people from up the road, and Wutherilla. It should be fun. It's always fun when you're watching a, a good non-league. And so, James, underthelegue.com, uh, where else can we find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on the on the social medias, uh, Under the League. Uh, it's been great. It's really good to, to have, uh, have Mark on. So thank you again to uh, to him for coming on. Um, and, yeah, it's been, been fun as ever. And uh, let's do it all again next week. And good luck to Sutton for in the second half as well. And that's the thing. Hopefully Sutton uh, will be in uh, the game and they'll, they'll win the next uh, half. And let's see, that'll be against Lincoln um, <clears throat> in a few weeks, all being well. Um, I did think the slight little thing from the weekend, Lincoln should have actually been playing Sutton uh, in the uh, Panorama National League. Oh, really? Yes, oh, right. the game was postponed as they were both in the pick-up action. There's not many times you can hear that around five of the FA Cup. No. Uh, no. So it's one of those times it's good to be a non-league uh, supporter and it's good uh, for non-league itself. And you can catch the show at nonleaguepodcast.co.uk. You can also go over there to Twitter at nonleaguepod. But really, whatever you've been doing, if you uh, have got any comments, leave this on the uh, comment section of the uh, forum uh, of the website and we'll uh, get back to you. But I really thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.